Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Just Church Won't Cut It podcast with the Josiahs. We are amazingly at episode six. Time has flown by. Um, Today, we will be talking about who he was, who he is, and who he is to come. That's what we're going to be talking about today. Um, You know, the Bible all throughout talks about the Most High, talks about the Lord, and his many characteristics. And in no way are we trying to imply or, or say that we can even cover. No, it's impossible to talk about all that God is, who he is. Um, it just can't happen. But we're just going to have a conversation a little bit about some of his characteristics. Um, just a few things. That's right. Based on the details given to us by the Most High through the scriptures. So... The information that he's given us about who he is, who he was, who he is, and is to come is what we're going off of. So, you know, just join us for this ride as we discuss this and, you know, hope that God opens all the ears that need to hear this and the hearts of stone, remove the hearts of stone, replace the hearts of flesh to receive this message, you know, and it's going to be a fun discussion. It sure will be. So let's talk about the first time that he really said who he who he was. Okay, so we have Exodus. Let me get right into this word. Ooh, that's <laughs> Exodus, a long time ago. Exodus, we're going way back. Old Testament. Old, Old Testament. <laughs> Exodus 3, verse 14. Um, God replied to Moses, I am who I am. Say this to the people of Israel. I am has sent me to you. Um, and I am who I am. In Hebrew, it's Ahaya Asha Ahaya. Um, and this is like the only time that the Lord refers to himself. Like, who, who, this is his name. Like, who he is. His name that he said he is. Um, and we don't really hear that too often either. Um, his, his true name. Um, so that's pretty powerful. That is powerful because many times, you know, we hear so many other names, you know, so many other names except, you know, I am who I am. Mm -hmm. And when he introduced himself to Moses, he said, I am who I am. Mm -hmm. So why don't we, you know, know that name? You know, we know so many other names that, you know, but then we don't really um, talk about I am who I am. So um, it's important to, you know, for us to just get into this and just discuss it. What do you like? What do you if somebody told you that I am who I am? What do you get from that? What do you think? Like, it's nothing else to say. Like, my name is I I am. Like, that's it. I (laughs) I am. Like, there's no, I don't have to add anything else to it. You don't have to take anything away from it. It's just, I am. They want to know who sent you? I am. Yes. Like, that's like, that's pretty (laughs) dope. I am. (laughs) Yeah. That's hard. That's hard. For me, like, when I I hear I am who I am, it sounds like I'm complete. Yeah. (laughs) I'm complete. Like. You ain't heard about me? I am. I'm complete. (laughs) I lack nothing, need nothing, uh, want nothing. I'm, you know, I'm complete. Like, I'm... I am existence. Like, I am all. All. Yeah. Everything. Yeah, you am. know? 
So that that's deep. That's big, you know. So for you know to say I am, and we know that you know the scriptures tell us about God being, you know, infinite, you know, where He, you know, God being a spirit, yeah. you know, a spirit who is everything, is in everything, created everything. <laughs> Imagine being Moses, right? And so. Uh-huh. So the Lord telling him, I am telling him to go do all these things. And he's already like, yo, like, bro, you are tripping. You want me to go and speak to them and mm-hmm. I already can't speak well. So mm-hmm. you want me to go speak to them. And then when I when they ask me mm-hmm. whose behalf I'm coming on, you want me to just say I am? Like, mm-hmm. that's the only explanation you're going <laughs> to uh-huh. That's all you're going to send me with? I am? Like, you're not sending me with no, 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 no resume. Mm-hmm. No completed application, no mm-hmm. like no references. Like you ain't give me no references, nothing. Mm-hmm. You want me to just go tell them I am? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but that's how powerful he is. He doesn't need anything else. Mm-hmm. So, so you know, for me, so uh, so this is important. So this is important for you know for those who already know God and know the Most High. We know how important this is to us because we know that He is. Our all in all, you know, but for those who don't know him, you know, dunk having heard of his name being called I am who I am, you know, this scripture and this message is for you to know that he is all in all, meaning that everything that you lack, everything that you, you know, that your heart desired in terms of, of course, you can't desire evil things and you know he's not a god of evil he's a god he's a righteous god but everything that your heart desire in terms of um things that you would want you know he could be he could be at all you know but the thing is with him is that there's no limitation meaning that there's nothing greater than him he is greater than everything meaning that there's no circumstances that you are caught up into that he's not Greater than greater than that, he's not. I am that I am complete enough to get those get you out of that situation. I am that I'm not. (laughs) Yes, he's not. I am that I'm not. I am that I am. I am that I am. I ain't who I ain't. No, that's not it. So no matter. So for those who don't know him, no matter what situations you've been caught up into, where wherever you are now, you know, he is. I am that I am. He is able to, you know, turn your life around, turn your story around for glory, meaning that he's complete, meaning that you want peace, he's that. You want joy, he's that. You want love, he's that. You want to belong to a family, he has a kingdom that he's inviting you to. And he's he's calling you to life. And life more abundantly, salvation, so good things. So he is a whole lot, you know, many things that, there's too many things to cover. But just to start with the first, you know, place where he introduced himself is, you know, I am who I am. I am. am. All right. So we just thought it would be good to just start there um, because that's so powerful. So obviously we know the Lord loves us. Um, but he's a loving father. He's a loving God. And 
we know his the greatest example of him showing or any the greatest example of love that ever existed is him sending his son to die for us. That's right. So, you know, we know oh, well, for those who already know the most popular scripture, we have John three sixteen, you know, to seventeen. Um, for those who don't already know, you know, the scripture is John three sixteen to seventeen. So for this is how God loved the world. He gave his one and only son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish, but have ever but have eternal life. God sent his son into the world, not to judge the world, but to save the world through him. Mm -hmm. No, through him. And no, this is this is this is I mean all the scriptures are powerful. This is very powerful because this also display, you know, shows God displaying his love to the rest of the world. You know, say his one and only son. His one and only son. You know. So, um, his one and only son was sent to this world, sent to this earth to die for everyone who believes in him. So God's will, God's plan for mankind it's not to perish. He wants men or humankind to be redeemed, brought back to the righteous place, the holy place where they were with him at first before we fell. So, because he couldn't find any human that was worthy of redeeming or capable, or capable of redeeming humankind, he had, he had to um, give up his only son. He had to, you know, um, suggest his only son and 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 give up his son to die for the world, for the sin of the world. So, love also with action to show that he loves us. Because one thing to just say, you know what, I love you, you know, but then if I'm not doing the things to show affection and show the love and then words are just words until he went above he went above and beyond like that was like really doing the most right like sent like it was. sending sending him for a nation of people who clearly were not loving him mm -hmm. and had clearly Turn their backs on him uh -huh. and were, you know, worshiping out. And we'll talk about that more, like worshiping other idols and not putting him first. And like, like they uh -huh. were like, it was like a smack in the face to the most high. That's right. And so like loving somebody, like you can just love somebody through some stuff, right? You can just love them. But to, to go and try to save them, no, not try to go. And send your son, your only son, to save a bunch of people who have been disrespecting you and not being obedient to you and not loving you back. Yeah, yeah. You know, like that, it's hard. It's hard enough to love people when they are like mean to us, love people when they're disrespectful to us. But then imagine like making the greatest sacrifice for them that you, that like, that you could ever make. The <laughs> greatest sacrifice for people that... Or smacking you in the face. That's every day. a good point. That's a good point. Because 
it's so easy to love those who've been good to you. Mm-hmm. It's so easy to love your parents because they've been good to you. Yeah. Got you the pres- got you these gifts, you know, took care of you all these years. It's so easy to love somebody uh, uh something somebody who's been good to you. Yeah. But then how challenging is it to love, you know, someone who hasn't been good to you? You know, it takes, pretty much hates you. Hate you. It takes greater love. Yeah, you know, it takes greater love for you to love the you know against all against all odds. Mm-hmm. You know, because the thing is, even though that he had suggested his son send his son to die for the sins of the world, didn't guarantee him that the world was gonna recognize that. Sacrifice and turn to him, meaning that you would think that the majority of the world would say, you know what, since this God is, you know, he he cared for us so much that he sacrificed his own son, we all might as well just fall in line and and just you know be grateful for that. So and, and, uh-huh. you know what else that says is that so he knew that everybody still wasn't going to be saved, right? Mm-hmm. Right. He knew that people still weren't going to choose him. Everybody, right? Mm-hmm. But he still did it for just a few that would. Mm-hmm. So he already mm-hmm. knew that everybody still wasn't going to fall in line. He knew that everybody still wasn't going to love him, but he still did it for just a few. Exactly. Exactly. And that shows that shows that shows how important mm. you are. How important we are to the Lord. That shows his character, his characteristics that he's a good guy. Think about if you about to make Who he a, is. If you about to make a big sacrifice, you like you going to plan it out like, okay, well, if I'm do this, then what what am I going to get in return? Like, what, what, what is this going to solve? What is this going to fix? Right. You know? Right. Mm. Right. So, mm. so we all, you know, we all owe him even more. Besides the fact that he created us perfect, that we were supposed to be in obedience to him, to, you know, be righteous and live holy life so that we can fellowship with him. We felt we messed that up. Mm. And then he had a backup plan. And his backup plan, there was no guarantee that, you know, the, the, the ratio compared to the ratio of those who was going to be saved compared to those who won't be saved. The won't be saved outweighs the safe. Many are called few were chosen. So um, but it was still worth it to him. It was still worth it. You know, so that so he loves you that much, no matter who you, you are out there, you, you are worth, worth it. it. Yeah. You are worth it so much to the, so much that he thought about you before the foundation of the of the world, where he had you in his plan, his plan to send his son to give his life and share his blood on the cross for everyone's sin, so that everyone had the opportunity to get to know him, who he was, who he is. And is to come. So that's a powerful scripture. So thank God for Christ. Thank God for yeah. John 3, 16 and 17. Thank God for the rest of the Bible. That's powerful. So when it comes to you personally, like the question would be, are you squandering his sacrifice? Are you squandering his or wasting his sacrifice? So his sacrifice is going to be, right? So nothing can change that, but for you personally, have you taken that for granted? Are you squandering that opportunity that him sending his son to save you, have you received and accepted or are you squandering that opportunity? Mm. Are you not seeing 
that what he did was was major. It was a major sacrifice. Now he loves you, and are you still running away and not taking advantage of it? Oh, take yeah, taking it for granted. Yeah, you know, taking it for granted. So, um, you know, so that's for for everyone to examine themselves and Absolutely. you know check where you are with them and make sure that his gift that he's given to us ain't wasted. Ain't wasted. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Man. You know, that's the that's the first time actually that that we have talked about this specifically and the first time for me that I've talked walked through that scripture like that and just really, really uh, thought about that. So all right, so next he is a jealous God. Um, and I remember hearing this. I mean, I feel like it's been. I don't. I don't hear hear this talked about too often. But he is very much a jealous God. Like he was jealous back then. Um, we'll go over some scriptures of um, examples of his jealousy um, because of the way his people were acting, um, the things they were doing, the things they weren't doing, and they were supposed to do. Um, so. Let me read this one because I, I, I get fired up about this one right here. So let me get in, let me get into this. Yep. All right, Exodus chapter thirty-four, verse fourteen. You must worship no other gods, for the Lord, whose very name is jealous. It's a guy who is jealous about his relationship with you. That's Exodus chapter 34, verse 14. Very, very powerful. You know what? This scripture right here. Um, you know what? Outside of the church, outside of believers, you know, I hear none believe. I've heard you know, non-believers, many non-believers, or even some believers in the past, say, if he's God, how can how can he be jealous? Why would he be jealous? How can he be jealous? If he's how can he be God and still be jealous? He shouldn't be jealous. Mm -hmm. Um, excuse me. Who are you to say what he who what he's allowed to be and what he's <laughs> not allowed to be? Who are you? They said that we were created in his image, meaning that we will have similar attributes like him, emotions, you know, flesh, you know, spirit, flesh, you know, soul. But we will have attributes like him. We have emotions. So we have jealous emotion. What would what do where do we think that came from? But besides the fact, besides that. The point is that he is God. He created everything mm -hmm. all by himself. Everything all by himself. Nobody helped him. Nobody was there to assist him. Nobody was there to give him a hand. He did it all by himself. So he has a right to. Pass whatever, whatever laws or rules he wants to pass. And but and furthermore, the reason why he created us was why 
to worship him. Okay, so to not worship anybody else or anything else, but to 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 worship, fellowship him, and worship, fellowship him. relationship with him. Like that was the whole purpose in the first place. He didn't just make a bunch of people just because. Exactly. So if that was his whole purpose and his intention to have that connection with us and for him to be put first, then of course exactly. he would feel some type of way if we acting a fool and, and worshiping somebody else when he's like, yo, I brought you, I created you. Y'all are my special people. Like, like we, it's supposed to be about us. And then for you to go and do something else and like smack me in my face, I have a problem with that. And you know what? That's a good point because his purpose for creating us was to have fellowship with him. In order for us to have fellowship with him, meaning that we have to be righteous because he's a righteous God, holy God, meaning that we have to be obedient to him, him, put him first. So when we're not obedient to him and we are giving credit to things that don't deserve credit, the create the creature instead of the creator, then it's a problem. And he alone, he alone has the power to But this was critique. one of the, this was like one of the main things that he it was consistent, like in the old testament, like consistent with him, like there no idols, like no idols, no, no idols. other gods, no other gods. Like this was one of one something that was very dear and close to his heart. Like y'all don't have any other idols. It, it must be me. Right. And he didn't ask for I mean, there were other like rules and things that he put in place to protect them, but this was a big one, and it's like all throughout the Old Testament about his 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 jealousy and things like that. So, um, and this is a couple a couple more. So, like Deuteronomy Deuteronomy four twenty four, mm -hmm. um, the Lord your God is a devouring fire. He is a jealous God. Mm -hmm. um, man, I'm just gonna roll through a couple of these. There's, there's a whole lot more. Um, Psalms. Seventy-eight, fifty-eight. They angered God by building shrines to other gods. They mm -hmm. made him jealous with their idols. Mm -hmm. Nahum, one, two. The Lord is a jealous God, filled with vengeance and rage. He takes revenge on all who oppose him and continues to rage against his enemies. Okay. So again, there's countless scripture about him being jealous and. Mm -hmm. Man, our people like we, we just we we just did not. We still don't get it right to this day. But specifically, them not getting it right then, and we continue to to worship other idols, the the, the pagan gods and the 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 people with the other religions, the 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 statues and things that they were building and everything, the sheriff poles and all of that. Like we weren't supposed to be in, engaging in any of that stuff, but. We got caught up in that mess, and he got very upset. And a he, lot of he time. and he's upset upset to this day because yeah. we sit here as parents. We've been trained to lie to, you know, it's been perpetual. We've been trained trained to lie to each other. Lie, you know, parents. Our parents lie to us. We lie to our kids, and you know, tell them, you know, tell them. It's Christmas. They tell them it's Santa that give you all these gifts when Christ. We should be telling them that hey, the Lord blessed us. Christ blessed us with this. Christ is the one who 
gave us by his grace. He provided for us to eat. He provided extra money for us to buy you this gift. And it's not about Christmas. It's not about Santa. It's about Christ, the love of God. You know, so we give, we're constantly giving glory to other things, giving glory to the to the universe. You know, you hear people, oh, oh, I want to thank the universe. Oh, if the if the universe uh, uh, in, uh, line up, you know, or, you know, giving thanks to vainless things, vanity, things that don't have no breath, no life. He said he is the true and the true and the living God, the God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. But then we spend more time praising the creature over the creator. You have people that rather worship the animals, you know, worship elephants, worship some monkeys, worship horses, worship trees, natures, um, you know, worship everything, rather worship everything, worship statues. Then to simply just worship the God of the Bible, the true and the living God. When he created us for his purpose to fellowship with him and for his worship. So for, in order for us to fellowship with him, we, he's a holy God. So meaning that we were created from a holy place and then we fell. So we fell, we broke his heart. And to this day, we, we're breaking his heart every day when we celebrate these things that has nothing to do with them. Give glory to these things that, that is not him. But even beyond those things, like idols, pretty much anything that we worship other than him. And we might not realize that we worship certain things, but anything that we put before him, mm -hmm. right? So some people, mm -hmm. you know, idolize education. They idolize degrees. They idolize their, their kids, Right, mm -hmm. like their kids is oh my gosh, my, my, my kid is everything. My kid is first. Their money. Um, they idolize money. They idolize their jobs. They idolize their cars. Like they idolize um celebrities. Mm -hmm. Um, the churches. Like American Idol, right? Think about like the the song, the the show, American mm -hmm. Idol. Exactly. Um, so we 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 tend as a people still to idolize everything else except for. Him and putting mm -hmm. him first because, you know, our, those things that are so, so, so important to us, that's pretty much considered your idol. So it's not, it doesn't necessarily look the same. It might not be a wooden pole or wooden statue exactly. right now, you know, like it was mm -hmm. back then. I mean, no, those, those things are still existing now. Mm -hmm. But in your life, it might not look like that. You know, we have to really examine our lives all the time and say, okay, what mm -hmm. what am I, am I putting something else, am I elevating something else it's higher awesome. than I am elevating you? Mm -hmm. And if we are, then we have to get that in order mm -hmm. because he, again, is a jealous God and we, we should not worship any other gods and we shouldn't idolize anything. Like, it has to be him first. And so we have to check ourselves all the time mm -hmm. and and just be honest with ourselves. Mm -hmm. And it has to be him. It, ha it has to be him and him as the only God in your life. So for veterans in the faith, you already know. You should know if you don't know. For those who are new to the faith, when you make that choice to say, Lord, you Accept, accept him in, in your heart as your Lord and Savior to come and take over your life and invite 
the Holy Spirit to come and take over your life, meaning that it has to be just him, meaning that you are ready to forsake everything else in your life that was before him. Meaning that you're willing to, you're ready to, to sacrifice everything for him because he's at, he has to be first. And you know what? Physical things. Like we, we back back then. Okay. He never said build and do nothing. Like that is not what he told us to do the most was yes, you go into the temple, you know, make your sacrifice, you know, do whatever you got to do at the altar and stuff like that. So like, that was like the most, like it wasn't, it was, he never told them to build a statue or build, build any of that stuff. Like our people always felt like we needed more in the physical mm -hmm. as he's bringing them out of, of Egypt. They out there, Moses go up top to get a word, to get some divine revelation. They down there, popping gold earrings and doing all that stuff to build a gold calf mm -hmm. because they needed something physical, like just knowing and trusting the Lord that they could not see with their, with their physical eyes was not enough for them. Yeah. So it came back to them having to have something tangible and something physical. And again, the Psalm 78, right? They anger God by building shrines to other gods. Why are they doing that? Mm-hmm. They, they obviously weren't satisfied and they wanted more. They needed to see something. They needed to have some physical, mm -hmm. some physical manifestations of some statue, something physical. They, they, and they wanted to be like these other, these other, and we don't need all of that. He, none of that is necessary with him, but they've seen all these other, other, mm -hmm. uh, 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 religious or, um, where am I trying to say? Other, uh, the pagans. Yeah, pagans, non-believers. The non-believers, the heathens, right? So they've seen them. Mm -hmm. Doing all this other stuff, mm -hmm. and, and they want to copy. Yeah, they want to like copy them. that. All right, I want to. I want to. Ooh, they got that shiny stuff over there. They got that statue. Let me. Let me see what that be like. And not trusting, and being satisfied with the Lord because they and and we to this day we always looking for, for and that's, more. And that's what happened with the first king. Remember, because we they, we saw other people had kings, kings and that's and they and wanted we, the king so bad, right? And not realized that we already had a king of kings. Exactly. You know. And homeboy tried to tell them, like, y'all, you don't need it. And the Lord knew they didn't. They they knew that this wasn't going to be good for them, but they still won. And he still gave them the king. Anyway. Yeah, he was so good. He still yeah. went and spoiled them and gave them. Oh, all the other nations have kings. Why can't we have a king? Exactly. You know, so 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 we fast forward to the future looking nowadays. Nowadays where, you know, we still won't call on to God. We still won't cry to God. We'll go cry to the system. We'll go cry to the government. We'll cry to everybody else, but turn to him and cry out to him. When he's the only one that can save us and get us out of the mess that we're in. But then everything that's, that, that cannot help us out of our situation is what we turn to. Then we wonder why he's jealous because he wants what's good for us and we don't. We he gives he always provides what's good for us. Show us what's good for us, but we choose. Yeah, we want something different. We want something we want different. Something shiny. We everything want something except that, him. Everything except him. That physically looks. We're looking for stuff on the outside. Physical shiny things that look good. Oh, oh, ooh, you know what? That 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 new religion or that. All right, they what are they doing? 
we always we just yeah people always looking for some extra stuff yeah a group a crowd or 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 a building you know just because you know you know a congregation of people that you know that validate your behavior validate you you know when our validation comes from the lord supposed to come from the lord first you know and so this this so 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 this part of the message that we're going over is that be mindful. Be mindful of the Lord. Be mindful of the Most High. Be mindful that he's a jealous God. If you say, if we say we love him like we say we do, let's not do the things to cause him pain. Let's not do the things to make him jealous. Let's not, let's try not to do the things to make him upset. Let's try to do the things to please him. Nobody's perfect. And we won't be we won't always be perfect, but let's not try to. Yeah, I think that the key thing you're saying right now is the effort. The right? effort. Like the effort. So it, it, we should be trying to not to, to have, to make him happy. Exactly. Essentially, right? So our existence, if he created us for companionship and relationship and to worship him, um, let's just try to be at the best place we can be and just have him be happy with us. And I think that's really the biggest thing. Um, you put him first, right? He He should be first. That is how he, how he created us, um, in that way. So, mm -hmm. um, next, right? So his grace and his character and like the expectations that he has. Um, so this is another, another part. Um, and this one is kind of long, but you know what? We gonna read it anyway. This is Psalms one hundred three seven through eighteen. Um, and this is Old Testament as well. So he revealed his character to Moses and his deeds to the people of Israel. The Lord is compassionate and merciful, slow to get angry and filled with unfailing love. He will not constantly accuse us nor remain angry forever. He does not punish us for all our sins. He does not deal harshly with us as we deserve. For his unfailing love towards those who fear him is as great as the height of the heavens above the earth. And I feel like I should stop there and then continue because it's so much in this that, mm -hmm. yeah. So, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah. So, mm -hmm. talks about, so. It's a lot. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. His grace. Yeah, he's compassionate, he's merciful, slow to get angry, which, and then one, the one part is, um, he does not punish us for all our sins. He does not deal harshly with us as we deserve. Uh-huh. Um, he doesn't remain angry forever. Uh-huh. No, this is the part. So for his unfailing love toward those who fear him is as great as the height of the heavens above the earth. So for his unfailing love toward those who fear him mm -hmm. is as great as the height. It's great, pretty much. Like, mm -hmm. it's the greatest of greatness. Um, his unfailing love towards those who fear him. Um, and the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Yeah. Yeah. But then... Um, his unfailing love, unfailing love towards those who fear him is as great. So, 
it's like the greatest. The greatest. Yeah. Oh, fear him. him. You know, when you fear him, you will be mindful of him. You know, you'll be mindful of him, mindful of things to not hurt his feelings or things to not cause him regrets or cause him pain, cause him. And it's so it's so special because it's like since he does not punish us for all our sins, he does not deal harshly with us as we deserve. So clearly, like his grace, like he he doesn't even remotely deal with us the way he could. Like he doesn't punish us the way he could, or in fact, forget could the way he should mm-hmm. punish us. Exactly. Um. So like the grace is there, and Lord knows we just we're thankful for it. But it doesn't mean that we don't fear him. Like. Because he could at any minute. He doesn't have to be gracious. He doesn't have to be. At any minute, he can send he can send punishment or he can punish us for whatever, whenever he chooses to. Um, mm-hmm. But a lot of times he does spare us. You know, his grace we're so thankful for. But don't get it twisted. We should fear him. Mm-hmm. Absolutely should fear him. And that's like the best place to be. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, fear, honor, love, respect. Um, just, all of that yeah all of that you know just put him first put him first and, and just you know try to please him yeah. you know and some days will be harder than, than other days but don't mean that we give up oh. keep pushing you know what I'm going to skip on down a little further um, it says but the love of the Lord remains forever with those who fear him that's another another scripture it's all in the same part I believe uh-huh. that's like number 16. It says, his salvation extends to the children's children of those who are faithful to his covenants, of those who obey his commandments. Generational, generational yep. blessings and favor. Yep. To those who, who, who fear him, who are faithful to his covenant and obey his commandments. So, um, and that really, that right there, that's the expectations part. And I know you're going to get into that a little bit more. But uh-huh. that is the expectations, right? So loving him, being faithful to his covenant, and obeying his commandments, right? Is who, who, who said that? Whoever said that we shouldn't fear the Lord? Whoever said that we shouldn't love him? Whoever said that just because we have grace, and salvation doesn't mean that we don't obey his commandments. Right. Right? Like, that didn't just disappear. Like, him wanting us to do certain things didn't just, like, go away, you know? Like, obviously, we we can't get all those things right all the time. But it doesn't mean that we don't try to just make him happy and just try to please him, period. And that's where our hearts should be all the time. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. So those are the expectations, some of them. Right there. Yeah, you know, and you know, so it goes back to, you know, who he was, who he is, who he is and who he is to come. Yeah. Um, who is to come. So, um, you know, and it's important, it's important. So now we will get into uh the book of Matthew. Uh, the expectation, right? Yeah, the expectation. The expectation. So, of course, you know, Christ left us examples of his expectation, 
You know, we have expectations in the Old Testament, and we have expectations in the New Testament. But Matthew, Matthew chapter 25 breaks it down. So um, let's get into that. All right. Matthew chapter 25, verse 1. Yeah. All right. At all right. At that time, the kingdom of heaven will be like ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish, and five were wise. The foolish one took their lamps and did not take any oil with them. The wise ones, however, took oil in jaws along with their lamps. The bridegroom was a long time in coming, and they all became drowsy and fell asleep. At midnight, the cry rang out, Here's the bridegroom, come out to meet him. Then all the virgins woke up and trimmed their lamps. The foolish one said to the wise, Give us some of your oil. Our lamps are going out. No, they reply. There may not be enough for both of us, for both us and you. Instead, go to those who sell oil and buy some for yourselves. But while they were on their way to buy the oil, the bridegroom arrived. The virgins who were ready went in with him to the wedding banquet, and the door was shut. Later, the others also came. Lord, they said, open the door for us. But he replied, truly, I tell you, I don't know you. Therefore, keep watch, because you do not know the day or the hour. Mm -hmm. We'll no, discuss that a little bit before we get into the next ones. Yeah. So, I mean, to me, that's talking about just being in position and being ready for when he does come back. Exactly. Having the necessary things that you need to have in place when he comes back. Meaning that if you have faith, let your faith, in, let your faith increase even more. Let your faith be uh, shine as bright as possible. Let your faith continue, continue to be on fire for the Lord. Whatever he's giving you or whatever... You know, we, we know our master, we know Christ. We know Christ is about the kingdom, is about souls. We know that he left us the great commission to uh, uh, preach the gospel to the ends of the earth. So we have that responsibility to make sure that our faith, you know, is constantly shining the light. So, you know, we have that responsibility to make sure that when he comes there, we are prepared. We are where he needs us to be. 
So now the uh, parable of the bags of gold. So now we're getting into uh, Matthew Matthew 25, verse 14 now. Again, it would be like a man going on a journey who called his servants and entrusted his wealth to them. To one, he gave five bags of gold. To another, two bags. And to another, one bag, each according to his ability. Then he went on his journey. The man who had received five bags of gold went at once and put his money to work and gained five bags more. So also the one with two bags of gold gained two more. But the man who had received one bag went off, dug a hole in the ground and hid his master's money. After a long time, the master of those servants returned and settled accounts with them. The man who had received five bags of gold brought, brought the other five. Master, he said, you entrusted me with five bags of gold. See, I have gained five more. His master replied, well done. Good and faithful servant, you have for, you have faithful you have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. The man with two bags of gold also came. The master, master, he said, you entrusted me with two bags of gold. See, I have gained two more. His master replied, well done. Good and faithful, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. Then the man who had received one bag of gold came. Master, he said, I knew that you are a hard man, harvesting where you have not sown and gathering where you have not scattered seed. So I was afraid and went out and hid your gold in the ground. See, here's what here's what belongs to you. His master replied, "You wicked, lazy servant. So you knew that I harvest where I have not sown, and gather where I have not scattered seed. Well then, you should have put my money on deposit with the banks, so that when I return." I will have received it back and I will have received it back with interest. So take the bag of gold from him and give it to the one who has 10 bags. For whoever has will be given more. And they will have an abundance. Whoever does not have even what they have will be taken from them and thrown and throw that worthless servant outside into the darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. So, so it's important. This is important in meaning that what the Lord has given us, even the little that he's given us, he expects return. Meaning that he expects us to do something with it for his kingdom, for 
his kingdom for souls. We know our master. We know who he is. We know his characteristics. He gave his life for the whole world so that the world will have the opportunity to be saved by him. So, and then he left us with the great commission to preach the gospel to the ends of the earth, meaning that souls are important to his kingdom. It's all about souls. It's all about what we do to build the kingdom, uplift the kingdom. So we have that responsibility to constantly fulfill that mission until our master return. And for those who he's given gifts and things, things to get, get that mission accomplished, those who do nothing with it will have to answer to him. And we see what happens in the scripture about the one, the person with the one talent, with the one uh, talent that did nothing with what was given to him. And the master cast him into the darkest part and said he knew him not. So it's important that whatever the Lord's given us, even the little that the Lord's giving you, even if it's a lot that the Lord's giving you, double that, triple that, meaning that souls, kingdom. Yeah, I mean, just be a blessing to the kingdom. And that could look different for everybody. Um, but also ultimately, just sharing, sharing Christ and just shining, being a light, being a light in this dark world. Um, and desiring the things that the lord desires which is for his people to be saved and people to get to know who he is so just doing our part there and you know what it what that says to me too is that like that one guy that had the one and didn't do anything with it it was like man like i know who i know who you are like you just be getting it like you don't even throw seeds out you don't even have to like you just have it all like you have it all figured out like you just have an overflow which means like you are respected and you have it all together and so we could be sitting back as the person with the opportunity to do something with what he's given us and just think that oh well like the lord doesn't need us you know like the lord doesn't the kingdom doesn't need me like the kingdom is fine, you know, like the Lord, he's, he's, he's God. Like I'm not needed. I'm not good enough. I'm not good enough. I, I'm not needed. Like I don't have to do anything. Like I'm just going to chill. And that's pretty much like what this guy, he was like, well, you don't even, you don't even, you don't even have to throw seeds and you, you like, you got it together. Uh -huh. Um, so <laughs> let me just be respectful and just trying to hang on to this and just like, not mess it up. And almost like, let me just not, it was really like, let me not mess, mess this up. up. Right. Let me not take this chance. Let me not work. Let me not take this risk. Let me, let me just stay in my little corner and not mess this up. And just, when you come back, I'm going to be here chilling. I'm going to have exactly Trying what you gave me. Playing it safe. And that is, that is what got him cursed. Playing it safe. And he's like, no, like I gave you that to go out and do something with it. And you did not. And you were playing it safe this whole time. Um, out of fear. Right. Out of fear. That right. was it didn't necessarily say he was lazy. It, was fear. it, it wasn't was that fear. he was lazy. It was fear. He was he was fearful. Uh-huh. Uh -huh. So he didn't do anything and he got cursed. And what little he did have, guess what? Gone. To somebody else. 
uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> who 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 did what they were supposed to do. Right. So. Right. Mm. So when you have nothing, when when the master shows up, he's gonna make sure that whatever you have will be taken from you, given to those who already have to have even more. Mm-hmm. That did what they were supposed to be doing. That did what they were supposed to be doing. Yeah. And you know what? Work. So the so the guy who had one, he knew his master behavior, knew the things that his master would do. Yeah. And, you know, he saw he understood the expectations. Right. And then he just didn't do anything. So then for those who went and did something, oh, they no, I thought you were talking about the other guy. But yeah, the other one understood his expect his expectations. Yeah, the other one understood his expectations. And then the 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 the, the one guy that didn't understand his well understood his expectation but didn't do anything about okay. it, you know, he was cast into the darkest part. Mm-hmm. And he and he was you know, told by uh, told by the master that I don't know you. Right. You know, so you don't want to be that person. You don't want to be that person. Meaning that if you've been, if God's giving you a little something, even if he, you know, if you can't sing, if he's just giving you a word to just say thank you, to say love you, to just whatever he's giving you. Don't let fear hold you back from doing what the Lord wants you to do and what you know you should be doing. Right. That's like, don't let fear hold you back. Don't let it. And if you know the Lord has blessed you with the with the gift, you know, like be seeking him about that gift. He, be seeking him about that thing. Like, Lord, like I don't understand it. Like, I know you've given me this gift. I don't know what to do with it. I don't know where to start. Like, be seeking him about it. And he will answer your prayers and will show you how to be how to go out and do what he wants you to do what he's called you to do and who he has called you to be uh-huh. um because he wants you to do that but just we can't sit on that thing we cannot we cannot, we cannot. sit on it obedience is better than sacrifice and that and he and homeboy should have known he should have known but even if he if he did know he, fear stopped him from doing what he was supposed to do yeah ultimately um and had him messed up so 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 it comes down to being prepared knowing who God was, knowing who he is, and who he is to come. Because he's coming with expectation. So when he comes, we want to be like the wise virgins. We want to be like the servants who did something with what was given, multiplied their talents, Mm -hmm. multiplied what was given to them. We want to be like them. All right, and then I'm going to read this last part. uh, so from here now, uh, so St. Matthew 25, verse 31 now, sheeps, you know, sheep and goats, okay? All right. All right, so when, when the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, he will sit, he will sit on his glorious throne. All the nations will be gathered before him. And he will separate the people one from another as the shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He will put the sheep on his right and the goats on his left. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my father, take your inheritance. 
The kingdom prepared the kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world. For I was hungry and you give me something to eat. I was thirsty and you give me something to drink. I was a stranger and you invited me in. I needed clothes and you clothed me. I was sick and you looked after me. I was in prison and you came to visit me. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you something to drink? When did we see you a stranger and invite you in or needing clothes and clothe you? When did we see you sick or in prison and go to visit you? The king will reply, truly, I tell you. Whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. Then he will say to those on his left, depart from me. You who are cursed into the eternal fire and prepare for into you who are cursed into the eternal fire, prepare for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry and you give me nothing to eat. I was thirsty and you give me nothing to drink. I was a stranger and you did not invite me in. I needed clothes and you did not clothe me. I was sick and in prison and you did not look after me. They also will answer, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or needing clothes or sick in prison? And did not help you. He will reply, truly I tell you, whatever you did, whatever you did not do for one of for one of these, whatever you did not do for one of the least of these, you did not do for me. Then they will go away into eternal punishment, but the righteous to eternal life. So Meaning that we have to, for, for kingdom service, the kingdom service is full-time job. Full-time job, meaning that we have to constantly be aware and be prepared for situations that will present itself before us. Because there are situations that Christ might allow us to fall into where it will test our test test the spirit in us to see if that we will see if we will share and be an example be an example to his kingdom or be an example of Christ be a representative of Christ situations where will be tested so we have to be prepared meaning that For those who, you know, those who are homeless, for those who are sick, those who need shelter, the widows, the orphanage, the elders, um, our kingdom service has to be full time. And these things that we do, I mean, of course, we don't do them. 
just to be rewarded. But we do that. We do these things. Remembering Christ, being the example of Christ, being like Christ, because these are the things that Christ would want us to do. Yeah, I think full time. When you say full time, you mean just always be, be prepared, always be at a place where if some situation comes up that you are like you're ready and you're alert and you're ready to go. And it could just be, oh, you see somebody that needs something, just being there and representing Christ. Um, you hear a need, represent Christ. Somebody's going through something, represent Christ. So that is like full time. Like we don't just stop representing Christ like ever. Like we should always be in a position to be a great representation of him and to be a blessing to whoever it may be, because you just never know. You just never know. And it's best to just always just be a blessing to, um, and represent him always. Always. And you know, and you know, the scripture, the, the last part of the scripture is talking about how he separates the sheep from the goats. So then when he returned, you know, who he was, who he is and who he is to come. So when he returns, he's going to separate people into two categories. Sheeps and goats, you know. So, of course, we know what happens to the goats. Get cast into cast into hell. And then we have the, the sheeps. Now, you definitely don't want to be on the side of the goats. Because, I mean, I know this generation now, you know, we talk about the goats, the greatest of all time. So goats, 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 goats. But Christ is talking about separating the sheeps from the goats. And this time, definitely, you don't want to be the goat. Mm -hmm. um, but to be the sheep, meaning that we have to be mindful of him. Be mindful of who he was, who he, who he is, and who he is to come. His expectations of us. And our responsibilities, the things that we have to do. We are full-time. We are on full-time duty Kingdom membership, full-time kingdom membership. Full-time. And we have, wherever we go, we have to be walking vessels of the Most High. Walking instruments of the Most High so that wherever we go, we're sharing the gospel, the true gospel, by just being, you know, just being kind, speaking good word, sharing, encouraging, loving, praying for people. So this is important. This is important. And for those who are out there listening to this message today, for those who are already in the faith, I would say continue to just build on who he was, who he is, and who he is to come. Continue to build on that. And as you're building on that, encourage those who are new to the faith. Or those who are coming into the faith, encourage them and show them the way to go through the scriptures and through uh, through, through the Bible. Now, yeah, and uh, you know that really rolls into you're talking about the sheep, right? So, like the shepherds always like guided them and just making sure that they were like protected and just moving them where they needed to be and everything like that. And so the shepherds were important. Like it's scriptures about shepherds and shepherds and shepherds. And so that leads us really back to 
us following his guidance, right? So the Lord, he, he guides us. And one way that he guides us is through his spirit. And he sent his spirit to, to, to accompany, accompany us, to guide us, um, to teach us, to comfort us, so many different things. But, um, and everybody knows this, Psalms 23, 1 through 3. Um, the Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. He lets me rest in green meadows. He leads me beside peaceful streams. He renews my strength. He guides me along our right paths, bringing honor to his name. And, um, you know, he, he's there for us. He, he guides us through whatever, whatever it is that, that we need and that we seek and we desire. He's there for us. Um, and if he's a shepherd, we need to be listening to him. Like he's there to protect us and to make sure that the bears and the, and the, and, and the wolves and the things like that don't, don't get us and capture us and kill us, right? So, like, he's there to to guide us. He is our shepherd. And um, that's what's so beautiful. I mean, it's a lot of beautiful things about the Lord, but um, that's just so special. And if, if we are in tune with him and if we are led and guided by his spirit, then we have that guidance. But that, too, is up to us. You know what I'm saying? Like, the Lord can be speaking to you all the time, but, like, if you're not listening... Yeah. You'll miss it. Like if if the shepherds if, if the sheep ignored the shepherds, yeah. Then they could go out, go out the fence, be just gone and just get slaughtered by the by the danger. lion. You yeah. know what I mean? And be in danger. So we have to be and there's other scriptures about like the shepherds know my uh, my sheep know my voice and things like that, right? So like we have to be able to know who when he's speaking and be able to hear him and um and and be led by his spirit to know where he is guiding us because the guidance is there. Like he is a guider. He's he is. there. He is. This is up to us if we're gonna be listening and allow him to guide us, or if we're gonna wanna do what we want to do and just do our own thing. So that's right. That's right. So we have to be in total in total submission to him. Um day in, day out. We have to be mindful of the Lord. Remember him. Remember the things that he told us to do, told us not to do. The things that that's pleasing to him. The things that because we love him, for those who love him, you know, to show our love to him, we want to do the things that's pleasing to him. When he souls uh, preaching the gospel, telling somebody about the good news, about his goodness, you know, life, life abundantly in him. Um. So, remember him. Remember he he is. He said, "I am that I am," meaning that he's all in all. He's complete. Remember, he's a jealous God. Remember that he loves us so much that he gave his only begotten Son to die on the cross for our sins. That whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. So he doesn't want you to perish. There is no reason any soul out there should be perishing unless you choose not to allow him in. Or you choose, you know, to go the other way. But he's calling, inviting everybody to 
you know, eternal life and salvation through Christ. And, you know, we have a choice. We have a choice to make. And then we make that choice. We have, he has expectation for us. And we have to be mindful of him. And, you know, try to stay on the Lord's good side, the Lord's good grace. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, I mean, that's pretty much, that's pretty much it, you know. Um, I think we'll just, just end on that note and um, just continue to just be there in the Lord and continue to seek him and just remember who he is, who he was, who he is, who he is to be, um, and just continue to seek his face. That's right. All right. And to, and to get to know him, make sure you get into your scriptures. For those who don't know him, read your scripture, read your word. Seek him, pray, pray, read your scriptures, read your word. Read your word to get to know him more and more. Yep. All right, guys and gals, until next time, we've enjoyed chitting, chatting, and uh, we'll talk to you next time.